0: We finish up our state of the franchise by looking at the Vegas Golden, sorry, the Defending Cup, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we see what's going on with our friend Chris from Locked on uh, Golden Knights. Uh, what's going on with Vegas, if they can make a repeat, and just kind of what's next in this specific division. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premiere hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor Inside the Rink. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Sharks or Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. I'm with Chris today. Chris, how's it going, buddy? That
1: intro hurt you a little bit, didn't it? I I, I honestly, I, I wore this hat kind of to take a dig, and then I felt maybe I didn't need to do that. And then after after your intro, I, I'm, I don't feel bad about wearing my hat.
0: No, uh, I mean... Uh, I as a longtime Sharks fan and a longtime Dolphins fan, if you've been a listener of a lot ah. um, sports can no longer hurt me. It's just uh, how do <laughs> I get kicked in the nuts next? That's basically the kind of the and um, I understand Vegas, Vegas last year. They found a way to do it. Uh, kicking every Sharks fan in the nuts uh, by not only winning the Stanley Cup, but doing it with the discarded uh, Aiden Hill, uh, of course, um, the Sharks fans were happy to get a fourth round pick for one offseason to go. But Chris, let's start. What is the state of the defending cup Vegas Golden Knights? What is the state of the franchise right now? It's good, um,
1: not just. I mean, well, but not 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 just for the reasons. Um, the team has their identity right now. Yep. A concern, I think, starting off with the Golden Knights in the Bruce Cassidy era, and it took about half the season to find it. Was what was the identity of the team going to be like? And honestly, the team, in my opinion, didn't really take on their identity until the trade deadline not just Barbashev, but even teddy Mm -hmm. bluger to a a sense we didn't see him a whole lot in the playoffs but he was ready if needed and the team became very difficult to play against a very physical tough all of a sudden grinded out team that figured out how to score at this crazy pace that you know for is probably unrepeatable for the golden knights but so it's nice seeing the identity and now nice having Barbashev, we'll talk more about that in a little bit, of course, but nice seeing all these components pretty much returning Less Riley Smith, of course, for, for now this season
0: yeah i mean you know it's this team is basically since its creation has been copper bus it feels like um and there's as sharks fans right we've lived that life that copper bus life for 15 years and unfortunately yep. um it just never broke the sharks way and you know it's it's you have to take your caps to the vegas where they will they're willing to make bold moves uh they're willing to make moves that doesn't maybe make sense to us and they are not willing like if if they see something's not working they're not going to just kind of try to wait it out they're going to try to make a move and um it's can be very ruthless as we've seen with some of the ways they've treated some other players but um they they're going to be unfurling a banner here in about a month uh while the Sharks uh, are going to be probably picking the top three if not maybe the first of all pick again this year uh what's, hopefully this year hopefully what's kind this year. Of,
1: yeah right <laughs> what's kind of funny is I've, I've gotten roasted for this um and locked on Vegas Golden Knights and also uh, Vegas Hockey now for just reminding Golden Knight fans that, listen, Bruce Cassidy, awesome coach, won the Cup, doesn't have to buy a drink for a long time in this town. But honestly, if things don't go well, you know, for the next two seasons, Cassidy will be gone. And that's the lifestyle. That is the, you know, Kelly McCrimmon, he has no heart when it comes to running this franchise. And I don't mean that in a bad way either. I I mean that in a good way. There's no hearts. There's no, I can't say that word, but there's no hearts (laughs) and he is going to do what is best for the
0: team in a very unapologetic fashion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, this having an owner like that is great because again, he, he cares about putting down a winning product and, you know, they missed the playoffs once in their history and they turn around and then may, won the cup the next year. Um, you know, when they got a little bit lucky, you know, you, of course, that's that's part of every sailing Cup run is getting no lucky, down I mean, 100 Having guys get hot at the right time. So um, let's talk about some of the enjoyment. So, I mean, the how great is it just watching your favorite players just spending the day with the cup? <laughs> i want to know what it is with all these guys taking
1: the cup to water um me and tony have been joking about this all <laughs> summer every stanley cup picture not everyone but most mm-hmm. of them water is in the background and multiple players have had their arm around the cup them you know and the picture is from behind yeah. them with the stanley cup you know like arm around the cup like they're out for a date or something like that and it's just i mean it's <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, I actually got to see the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah. actually, me and the family got a picture with it and a moment with it. So it was kind of cool. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it. It's remarkable being that close to it and the feeling and the energy. And I'm a nobody. I didn't earn the cup. I didn't do anything for it. These guys worked their entire life for it. And so to get that moment, it's it's fun. It's interesting to see. Like most of the players they wanted to share it and do something good with it many of the players took it to first responders they took it to hospitals they just took it to people who are who are influential either in their personal life or influential figures in the communities that they come from and and that to me you know all jokes aside that to me is the best takeaway of watching all these celebrations and you know some of the ones get a, got a little bit funny i was just talking to keegan colisar <laughs> at a charity golf tournament a couple of days ago and he colasar's motivation to repeat is to get another summer of parting
0: so <laughs> i mean that's that's a Pretty good, especially. I mean, it looked like the you know, the the parade in Vegas, uh, doing it at night, perfect. Uh, like, yeah, it, was it, it looked, uh, I was very much the like Bart, like shutting the blinds, uh, checking it out on social media, but it looked like uh, they had a, a, a fun time there. So, it was um, a
1: train wreck in Vegas, epic proportion.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, so, uh, what do you think biggest storyline for this team kind of this off season, other than like? Who's how many bodies of water are gonna be? This this Stanley Cup gonna <laughs> be? In? Um, I mean, I think
1: at first, and this was just eleven days after the parade, was the Riley Smith trade. Um, Riley Smith basically sent to Pittsburgh so the team could go with the five years younger Ivan Barbashev and to keep that top line intact. Um, and I think equally as maybe surprising was Aiden Hill getting two times 4.9. I thought, I was really hoping the number would be somewhere in the three and a half range, a little bit of a hometown love, maybe a little bit more term, but um, he got two and 4.9. Personally, I'm a little concerned about the size of the contract being that he has never started greater than 26 or 27 (laughs) regular season games in his entire career. And the fact that Logan Thompson also had injury trouble last year. So If both goalies are healthy, it's going to be one of the top tandems in the league. Neither one might be the best goalie in the league, but that's a very good 1A and 1B to have. Um, If they both get injured, which most likely is going to happen, that's just the reality that we have to acknowledge. Now we have Yuri Patera, who is our starting goalie in the AHL, who started two games last
0: season in the NHL. So I'm concerned about that. All right. We'll get more into the Vegas' offseason here in a second where we'll talk about the draft talk about kind of taking care of some of their own guys and kind of their cap situation going forward. But before we do all that, I do need to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about a new friends of the show at uh, Jace medical. So um, if you're worried about, you know, uh natural disaster, um, you know, maybe run out of medication, anything, right? You never know when, when something might happen. Um, that's where Jace will come in, right? Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones are unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Jace case provides five life-saving antibi- antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not hoping to have access to a medication emergency, right? You never know when emergency is going to strike. Um, Jay's case makes it simple. It's uh, so that way you have medication on hand. Um, they handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than three hundred and sixty bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional twenty dollars when using the code Locked On at checkout on JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com. Promo code Locked on all right um we'll start with with we'll go in order and we'll start with the draft uh i know vegas didn't you know didn't have a second or third or round pick right i believe i know they had a first round pick uh where they picked one uh david estrom out of um for you say, whatever you say yes <laughs> um <laughs> Fun fact, um, at the draft, I was at the draft um, sitting next to the pers- one of the Frolunda representatives who had- does some of the social media accounts and stuff work for them. Uh, really nice lady, but... Um, if you don't know too much about uh edstrom so center for lunda six foot 385 pounds kind of was one of those potential picks for the sharks at maybe 26 or at 36 um especially if they maybe had gone defense or quentin musty um our soon to be lord and savior quentin musty uh wasn't there for the sharks at 26 but felt very much uh very much like a safe pick like this guy is going to be an NHL player for for Vegas in the future definitely a middle six type of guy and this is how they've won their cups was by or won their cup and has been good is by being very strong down the middle um and I think Estrom is just going he's going to be a quality player for them you know in a couple of years so yeah that's the Estrom pick
1: you're giving way too much credit to the Golden Knights developing developing someone right now. Um, you and
0: I both know you are just going to trade him in like a year.
1: No, you're <laughs> I, honestly that is a very reasonable perspective. Um, mm-hmm. he does have the all the metrics that you mentioned. I don't need to repeat all that, but he definitely does have everything that you said. Potential is there, sure, but I mean, what the Golden Knights had Nick Hague in the lineup. I believe he's the only quote unquote homegrown talent right now that is competing at the NHL level with regularity, I guess. Um, Will he possibly someday be a golden knight, you know, two, three, four years down the road from now? Possibly. Um, You know, could he become the next Zach Dean who the golden Knights needed to trade away to acquire Ivan Barbashev? Probably the more likely scenario and the Golden Knights have made you know a young living at at doing that you know they're flipping these prospects making these deals it works out sometimes sometimes it doesn't sometimes you trade the you know the farm and you wind up with uh, Tomas Tatar who winds up getting a healthy being a healthy scratch in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup final and then sometimes you unearth something nice like uh, Chandler Stevenson who was a fourth line nobody and now he's a you know, a top two center. So that's kind of how the Golden Knights do it right now. So, you know, LA Rams,
0: F those picks, right? Can we say that? <laughs> uh yeah. Um I, Dolphins fan. You could we're also in that same boat right now. But Tyree Kill crazy, by the way. I don't
1: I know this is a this is
0: a, a hockey thing, but oh my god, I didn't get
1: many of my fancy teams. I'm so
0: sad right now. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, yeah, Tyree Hill and Tua. Tua I believe I always believed. Um anyway. But, no, I mean, it's it's kind of, right, David Edstrom, he's not going to help the Vegas Golden Knights in any real capacity for a minimum of three years. Not going to be right? at the
1: rookie face-off this weekend either.
0: What Makes sense, right? I mean, with that right where it's not, he's – the SHL is getting ready to start their season here – pretty soon like don't drag him out for a weekend send him halfway across the globe i i totally get that right he's not going to make the team he's not going to be playing in the ahl this year just let him go marinate same thing with philip you said the sharks first round pick uh from 2021 we get to see not william Eckland be... this weekend right i'm excited we for that wills I, li- I like i like william Eckland. we will see mr Eckland. uh yes we'll, we'll 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 get to very much the rookie face off here in a little bit but <laughs> um so you know i i i if you told me if 50-50 chance that Edstrom is traded or Edstrom plays on the Gold Knights. Over. I mean <laughs> wait over on the trade side of that. Sorry. Yeah, I could, I could definitely <laughs> see that, especially again, if a team that's looking to repeat, or maybe if you want, you know, might be in a position to win two out of three or something like that. Like I could, I could, he could definitely be dangled uh for a a good piece. And because GMs love a six foot three guy who can skate, yes. um, and he's going he's a center and he's going to be a quality, quality player for a, a team down the line. So uh whether it's Vegas Gold Knights or for somebody else, he will definitely be there. Free agency, um, mostly just kind of taking care of your own guys, right? Uh, re-sign Barbashev, as you mentioned, um, re Aiden Hill. Um, what do you think? We'll start with Barbashev. What do you think about re-signing him?
1: Barbashev was the missing link. I mentioned that's when I felt this team developed their identity. And once Barbashev joined the team, here's what happened. Jack Eichel leads the entire league in playoff scoring. March is so is Con Smythe, and the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. If Ivan Barbashev does not become a Vegas Golden Knights, I don't know which one of those three <laughs> scenarios uh, does or does not happen.
0: Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Also, does he get, like... Barbasol, Barbashev. I'm sure there has to be something there, right? Ever since like when he was, he was back in the day, right? You had the the great Sharks Blues uh, kind of mini rivalry for a couple seasons. um Barbashev, Barbasol. Why? I'm sure there's there's something there. Somebody, there somebody is- much smarter than me. You yeah. don't hear it in Vegas though. You don't hear it too
1: much. It's uh, and even like calling Barbie a little bit, but you got the weird story with Ben Hutton and the Barbie Girl song. If you happen to catch that from a long time ago. Long time ago, I'm assuming it was like a school. I want to say hazing. It's not the right way to say it, but he was on stage doing something, and Ben Hutton had to lip sing and dance the whole Barbie Girl <laughs> thing and all that.
0: And so that yeah. stuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't it's hockey tough. nicknames. Yeah, they're 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 crazy where they come with Put a Y at though. the end and call it good. Yeah, that too. So, um, it's either some insane story or yeah, just oh uh, why. My favorite is just how Joe Thornton just comes up with people's nicknames because he just I don't think he can remember half people's names, so he just kind of like goes off and um, <laughs> yeah, with, with with some of them. So, um, but Aiden Hill, right? Um, I too was a little shocked to see the four point nine uh, million dollars. The so two years in, five, Vegas I was very... shocked. in Vegas. In yeah. Vegas, I was shocked. Um, again. Rough year with the Sharks. Uh, Majority of the time was was injured. Right, he basically came back after, uh, right before the All Star break, he got hurt. Came back, played one game. My favorite, my favorite, (laughs) like dump stat. Played one game, gets a three nothing (laughs) shutout against the uh, Vegas. Against Vegas uh, against the Kings, and then we never see him again. Um, And he gets shipped off for a fourth round pick. But are you like he's he was outstanding, excellent. All the credit in the world to him in the playoffs, but um when it's game 56, you know, and it's been a full season and guys are getting hurt. Are we worried that Aiden Hill is not going to be able to form up to the expectations that come with that contract? Health
1: pending, yes. Talent mm-hmm. pending, probably not. Um, he's comfortable now, you know, he knows he can. I mean, you give the guy a ton of credit. He set the second, put up the second best save percentage in the entire postseason history, only behind Tim Thomas. Um, interesting stat here. So a couple things here. One, when Aiden Hill came in the previous season, he was making 2.1, 2.2, whatever the number is, but yeah. basically about three times what Logan Thompson was making. Logan Thompson was still the day one starter last season. And this is another thing I'm getting just grilled about from the Vegas Golden Knight fans. I don't even think if both goalies are healthy for the entire season, they're not going to be, but if they are, I think Logan Thompson will start more games than Aiden Hill. I think Logan is the better goalie of the two. And something that people seem to have forgotten is when both goalies were healthy last season, Logan Thompson game started 35 Aiden Hill, 18 two to one
0: pace. So, and even the year before when Logan Thompson almost single-handedly drug Vegas into the playoffs until our uh local hero Thomas Bordello put it <laughs> into that. Uh, that's was that got that goal? That was Bordolo that got that goal. Wow, call, I know I that's Borderload. I, I like Bordolo too. Yeah, he, he was a little guy out there. Uh <laughs> he's, he's, can be hard to, to miss sometimes. Okay. But anyway, uh we we have to cling to the little things we have right now in San Jose. So um but, like, yeah, it, Logan Thompson looked like he was going to be the dude uh, for Vegas. And like you said, right, if everybody's he healthy. Dude. He is the dude. Yeah. If everybody's healthy, was Aiden Hill going to be the third goalie last year? It looked like at some point between, you know, because I know, again. Grossois, yeah. I guess. Bro, yeah, goalies and health in Vegas right now, it's always a, yeah, it's always a It's weird either, thing, either a
1: health issue or we got a snake farm to manage, you know. It's all <laughs> sorts of wackiness in Vegas. They're Goalies, goalie issues in Vegas, like we're used to it. So there's nothing nothing
0: new that can be thrown at us this year with the goalies. So quickly on the cap, though. I mean, I know Vegas is pretty tight. They got some LTIR here. Um, they just uh, signed uh, Maxine Comtois to a PTO, who I assume as soon as uh, the regular season starts, he'll get a, a, a little contract there. A nice little, I would assume, vet men, uh prove it contract where he'll probably put up a bajillion points because he's playing with going to be playing with... Like Eichel or whoever he wants, whoever they want to thrown with, and Comtois has is a scorer. He has he he can score, so I think he's gonna have a very nice. He's gonna be uh one of those. Was like, how did he stay on the market for this long? So, but um you think any any other moves for Vegas to try to kind of free up some cap space? Or do you think they're just gonna ride and die with what uh, they got right now? You know, it depends. Um, a couple things. So Comtois, I mean, we'll see what the final
1: number is for him. I love the upside there. Uh just watched a nice highlight package of him, put it in my Vegas Hockey Now article coming out. It's it's a diamond in, in the rough type of scenario. we mentioned Chandler Stevenson a little while ago, you know, 19, 12, 13 points with Washington. He scores 60 points every year, every year at the Vegas Golden Knights now. Nicholas Wow was a you know a nobody in Carolina. He's now an everyday contributor in the lineup. Um so this is kind of the same type of situation, but back to the salary cap, it's uh Eight hundred and fifty thousand, approximately, when you factor all the LTIR stuff. Do the Vegas Golden Knights make a move? Do they need to make a move for Comtois? Because there are twenty-three of twenty-three roster spots. Yep, they have players that are two-way eligible. Cotter, Dorfee, or Cotter, and Braden Pahal are two, are two have two-way contracts, but they're not necessarily waiver eligible. So, you know, you send him down at the start of the season, but that's it then at that point. You can't keep doing the juggling act. So we'll see what the dollar figure factors for Comtois, assuming they sign him, and then who the odd man out's going to be.
0: Yeah uh yeah it's always Vegas and they, they always seem to make there's always a sucker out there who's willing to take a bad contract and we we've seen it uh hello Vancouver uh hello Arizona oh. there's always a team out there willing to take a Washington bad contract.
1: giving Tom Wilson seven times seven what are we doing out there,
0: uh, out there? yeah uh yeah I <laughs> believe me, I've, I've got plenty of bad contracts I can look at in my own backyard so uh <laughs> Before we continue, though, um, we got to look at kind of what's what's next for Vegas, talk about a little bit about the Pacific. I uh, do want to thank you guys for making Locked on Sharks or Locked on Golden Knights your first listen, probably a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. And, Chris, we are back to five times a week next week. I know uh, you're excited. I'm excited. Uh, and we got the rookie face-off <laughs> this weekend, where I know Saturday night uh, we have the, the Sharks Pups versus – uh, like the squires, the bronze. What do you call? What is? I mean, you have got the golden knights, the silver knights. What would be the the prospect? Like Man, the I mean,
1: what's lower than that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, squires, squires could be fun. Peasants, we call them uh, the town criers because we got we got a goofball in Henderson. He's the the Henderson town court crier, and good thing you didn't have Tony on the show today because Tony can't stand him. So, but yeah,
0: <laughs> so yeah, we. I'm sure uh, we'll both be uh talking about that early next week. Uh, the recapping on that. At least I know that again. That's all we had to live for in San Jose right now is the prospects. So um, Listen, I like
1: gonna... the path of the Sharks. Getting, I mean, the Carlson trade was good. I don't know if it was great, but it at least got the process going to officially start the rebuild now.
0: Yeah, well, it's gonna be a long season in San Jose. But anyway, but that's uh, good though. You want that? That's, that's, that's what
1: you want. That's what you at want least, right now.
0: At least last year, like. I had Eric Carlson doing cool things. So it'd be like, Oh, it might be a random night, like a Tuesday night. And then it's like, Oh, Carlson put up four points. Like, yeah. Um, He's so, he so good to watch on the blue line just to manage. It's so good. Just manage. But um, if you want to follow along and hear what uh, Eric Carlson list teams like, or what it's like to win a Stanley cup, make sure you guys are following locked on sharks, locked on golden Knights, wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. All right, Chris. So this year, what is the best case scenario for Vegas? And what is the worst case scenario for the Gold Knights?
1: Um, I mean, the obvious is a deep playoff run, hopefully a potential repeats. Um all the same players are are back, less Riley Smith, unfortunately, and, and Phil Kessel, who doesn't get enough credit, not on the stats side of what he did for this team, but what he did in the locker room. So many players, Eichel, Marchessault, et etc., et cetera, were quick to give him credit for his positivity and what he did in the locker mm-hmm. room. And um, they also all did some great impersonations of him, too, in random interviews and podcasts <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, the worst case is, and it's a very reasonable chance that the season does not go the way Golden Knight fans would like it to. And, you know, they wind up having a hard time and don't make the playoffs. Like It's possible. It's a reality that, Again, a lot of Golden Light fans don't like to acknowledge that possibility, but it's been a short off-season. Mark Stone's back is still a big question mark. Like, it's literally shaped like a question mark, too. (laughs) So, you know, although that could free up an opportunity to get a huge superstar, you know, down this – never mind. Sorry, I hate to – I sound like Tony again right now. Um, But point being is there is a chance that it's a short off-season. The team isn't back to full health and. Mm-hmm. Edmonton Oilers are going to be on a mission this year. Connor McDavid especially is going to be on a mission. The Kings aren't going to slow down. Seattle made some wonderful moves. Even Anaheim might just knock on the door a little bit and not be the doormat that they've been. So, you know, the worst case scenario is the Golden Knights don't even get close to the playoffs or they're a fringe playoff team. And then all of a sudden they're shipping players like Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan Marchessault who are in the final years of their contract. And you know both of them, especially Stevenson, he's been dramatically underpaid, and not that we fleeced him or anything like that, just he's overperforming his contract. Mm-hmm. He's gonna want to make up for lost time and march is so if he doesn't he doesn't have to give Vegas a, a friendly deal, he very easily can get seven million on the open market at the end of the next season for two years.
0: Yeah, uh, and I think Greg, like we touched on it earlier, if the goaltending falls apart, right? If Aiden Hill turns back into a pumpkin. Um, you know, if, if, Thompson, if those guys can't stay healthy, That's uh, fair. you talked about the depth behind it's, it's pretty shaky no depth. behind this. No depth. No depth. Yeah. <laughs> so, and as great as Vegas's defense is and as great as their forward group is, uh, we in, in San Jose have seen bad goaltending torpedo, plenty of, of opportunities there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I could totally we talked about the last year, right? The goaltending, I think we said in the same show, I can see that if the goaltending is good, I can see this team being amazing. If the goaltending is bad. Um, you know, you're going to cross your fingers and hope that you can win a lot of six to five type of games. Uh, so, um, but all right. I know Vegas doesn't have a ton of young players. Um, but I'm very curious about Brisson who, um, kind of feels like he should be getting kind of the same thing with Thomas Borlo, right? They're, Kind of same draft here should be kind of getting ready to make an impact here you don't look super thrilled about uh brisson chris so what what's up with him
1: is brisson, he ready to he use... make that step or is he so,
0: his stats got a lot
1: better he was 30 something points and 50 something games in the ahl last season good start and there's the henderson silver knights were not a good team last season either so You know, it's it's commendable his stat line. Great shot from uh, the circle, especially on the power play. He's got a great future in him. Um, Is he developing fast enough? I don't know if I'm sold on that just yet. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev is basically a year ahead of Brendan Brisson, and. Dorothy have played 18 games for the Golden Knights down the stretch, getting nine points, uh, seven of which goals. Fun fact, his very first goal came directly off of his shield uh, deflection. (laughs) So, but right place, right time, good for him. So put his head in the game. So there you go. I like it. But you know, Brendan and Brisson could be a late call up depending on injuries. There's going to be plenty of them in Vegas. It happens every year. Again, some Golden Knight fans don't like to acknowledge, but there's going to yep. be a lot of injuries, and uh, Brisson could get an opportunity late in the season. And I mean, I think I got to give a right and vote for a you know Comtois right now. What, 24 years old, great future, and we'll see if he does get a shot with the Golden Knights and. He could wind up being a tremendously, you know, important impact player at on a million dollar contract, if, if, if even that much,
0: yeah. I mean, I think come to a middle six guy like he was he was dynamite for the Ducks, and that team has been hot garbage the past couple seasons. But yeah, I think putting some better players around him, I think you could see come to have a, a really, really strong season this year and then go get paid no next offseason. Um, all right, where does Vegas finish in the Pacific this year?
1: I think, I think Seattle is going to surprise a lot of people right Mm. now. I think Seattle made some real nice moves. Uh, They added some good blue line depth and, you know, Edmonton, I don't trust. I just don't trust Edmonton. They're goaltending their defense. And you mentioned the six to five games. It's more like eight to seven (laughs) games with Edmonton. So Seattle and Edmonton are both going to be extremely tough. LA is going to be there as well. Um, I think the Golden Knights are a comfortable second, possible third place in the division. Edmonton or maybe maybe Seattle are going to be the surprises. I don't think LA is going to hold up long term though. So give us give me second
0: place, uh, hundred and five points. All right. So you got. uh So I assume you have. We'll go Edmonton just with Connor McDavid because I think uh, yeah. Edmonton Vegas. Seattle, Seattle or you, LA, LA. Does LA make the playoffs or are they out? LA is the seventh seed. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then wild wild card one,
1: technically, card. I guess the yeah. way it is
0: now. But yeah. And then uh, how do you got the rest of the division?
1: Um, got, um Vancouver, Calgary. Van, let's go. Anaheim. Let's go. Vancouver, Anaheim, Calgary. <laughs> and then um, San Jose. Just, but this is what San Jose. This is. This is what needs to happen, though, right now. So it's not even a knock. It's you know, I again, I'll say it again. I like the path San Jose is on. I like the rookies. I like Bordalo. I like Eckland I like everything going on. And a couple of years from now, Anaheim and uh, San Jose might be running the division. God.
0: And yeah, you three guys will three be trading for. It. Three four, three four, I don't know four, how yeah. what they're going to do when they're when the Sharks got to face the uh, mighty trio of Connor McDavid, um, Eichel. They're going to have. They're somehow going to have. Uh, wait.
1: Connor McDavid's gonna be in Vegas, right? That's yeah, what yeah. Okay, they are yeah, gonna just sure.
0: they're, yeah. They're gonna uh, also now, Elias Petterson's gonna be in Vegas next. Elias time. Patterson. Elias is gonna be. They in Vegas cloned. Next uh, they they figured out how to clone uh, Patrick Waugh for goalie. I have no idea, but they got like a younger version. We got Aiden Hill. We don't need Patrick Waugh. <laughs> Prime Patrick Waugh. I don't need him. No. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna. I yeah, they're gonna figure out how to get everybody. So. Uh, but, Chris, you said all. Where can the people find you, buddy? Uh, Locked on Vegas Golden Knights, anywhere you get your
1: podcast. Of course, uh, we're going to be on YouTube right now. We're three days a week. We'll be back to five days a week as well. Locked on Vegas Golden Knights. And then uh, you can also catch me uh, hanging out on Vegas hockey
0: now. All right. And, of course, you can follow uh, Locked on Sharks wherever you get podcasts. Also on YouTube, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks um, and also Threads. Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter and Threads at my fryhole. Until uh, tomorrow, we'll be getting you guys ready for the Rookie uh, Tournament. Rookie Camp. I don't know what they call it. The Rookie thing this weekend. Rookie Face-Off. Uh, rookie Face-Off. I know everybody has a different name for it, depending on which uh, which region you're in. But yeah, the Rookie Face-Off. Uh, we'll be getting you guys ready for that. So Are you coming uh, down or no? Uh, no. Uh, I am stuck with the boys. My wife is going to Ed Sheeran this weekend. So I'm going to oh, be... at least you get the Queen. We ain't got Ed Sheeran in Vegas. It's stage yeah. crashed. So yeah, we, uh, she's going to Ed Sharon this weekend. We were supposed to go together, but our babysitter got COVID. So, uh, she is going with a friend and I'm going to, uh, watch some rookies play hockey on Saturday night. You got so, the better end of that deal. Trust uh, me. You know, uh, happy wife, happy life. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, until next time. Bye friends.